Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. This is the His Cape, Not Yours podcast. Uh, my name mm, is Brandon. B Merch, you know. B Merch in the building. <laughs> we got uh, Young Joseph. Yeah, right? Joseph Handbrick. You know. Uh, we um, got an idea to start this podcast for y'all. We're going to go in a little bit of detail, uh, but definitely we want to open this podcast up yes. with some prayer, you know, for whoever that may be for. So I'm going to let. Uh, Brother Joseph here, lead that. Let's get it, man. I'm so excited. Let's do this. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, God. Thank you for uh, today. First off, we acknowledge you for how beautiful it is outside, and we give you praise and honor for just another day to know you, to serve you, to love you, to submit to you, to do life not just for you, but to do life with you. Uh, God, we're so grateful for this podcast that you use podcasts uh not only to spark a great conversation and give direction, but to glorify your name. And so, God, we look uh, to you during this time as we chop it up and as we um, have great conversation. We ask that you be in our midst and that in this conversation that people will get glean some wisdom from us and that they would glean some clarity um, and some insight from us and that you would just use this time to uh to really help somebody's life i pray somebody's life will change today there's somebody out there that will be listening to this that needs a word of truth that needs some clarity and some direction so be on our hearts our minds our voice our words as we um, articulate our thoughts um, and our stance on you and we love you and we thank you and praise you jesus name let's do this be merc let's get it in let's get it in so uh, to start off, we definitely want to um, go back and just kind of give you all a background. Um, again, we said our names, but um, we want to give a background as well. So uh, my name is Brandon. I, went to, I grew up, you know, South Jersey, you know, um, suburb area, nothing crazy. You know, both parents in the crib, all that good stuff. You know, sports. I was big into basketball in high school. Actually, where I met Joseph here, uh, we went to high school together. I remember he kind of introduced me to uh, life with Christ pretty much if we want to say that and um mm-hmm. you know he got me introduced got me plugged into the church in our area that we grew up in and uh from there it was just you know taking off um throughout high school we were kind of i guess you could say labeled as the church boys if you want to say that um you know we bible were, boys bible i want to say church boys i want to <laughs> say maybe bible boys bible that's boys. a better way of putting it but we weren't the type of dudes that like because we were known to be bible kids or bible dudes that it was like kind of like off put into our peers most of the time like w- the school that we went to was a melting pot and so it was just very diverse uh by nature but we attracted pretty much anyone in our school and so it didn't matter if you were thug dude it didn't matter if you were jock it didn't really matter if you were you know a kid that was kind of an outcast and left aside no matter who you were whether black or white or asian or hispanic we still was able to still connect and have real life conversations laugh and have a great time at our tables connect with both teachers and students so it really didn't matter that we were bible kids because we were just very outgoing people so we could connect with pretty much anyone yeah i, I agree i tested that yeah it was it was definitely new for me because uh, i wasn't really in that type of stage when i was in high school not high school in middle school coming um you know to my freshman year in high school meeting joe um i just was kind of like that kid that was trying to you know trying to fit in like anybody else you know um but I always had like my my reservations about how far I would go when it came to that. Um, but uh, definitely um, blessing, you know, to come to meet my brother here. His big time. brother had to come in and snatch him up right. and save him from the wilderness. Right. From the wilderness, <laughs> he was lost and now he's found. <laughs> oh my I found him. <laughs> you are something else. You are something else. No, but um, so so uh, but yeah, that's my that's my story. And then um, you know, after after I went to high school, you know, I went to Ryder University. 
um, up in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. And, um, you know, life will hit me kind of crazy, but we good. We back on track. You know, I've been uh, getting back into the swing of things and reconvening, re, uh, reestablishing, I'll say, my relationship with uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, everything's been going so far. so good. I just joined the church full time uh, a couple months back. Um, if y'all want to go, you know, and y'all live, any of you guys live in the Lawrenceville, Ewing area, Change Church is a great place to be at. Um, that's where I serve now. Um, but it's been well, it's been going well, yes. and um, you know that's that's where we're, that's where. But that's how me and Joe met though, mm-hmm. um, back in high school, and it's always it's been there ever since, right? You would say? Yeah, absolutely. We've been uh, strong friends no matter uh, where distance has kind of kept us. Our friendship has always remained strong and the same. And we've both had our own seasons in life where we've kind of went you know our own paths and we've lived our individual lives. But no matter what, we still have uh, been intentional about pursuing each other and community and friendship and, and keeping the brotherhood strong. My path and my journey is a little bit different from Brandon. I graduated from school. It was his last year um, as a senior when I went off to uh, Pillar College in North New Jersey. Uh, I took up psychology and counseling as a major. Um, and then, you know, even in my, my path in my first, uh, I would say, beginning years of my 20s or whatnot, you know, I, I live my life and... Um, you know, I had to discover who I was. I find that when you're in your early 20s, as much as you think that like, oh, you're grown and you know, like you're you're self-sufficient and you know uh, what life is and you think you have all these answers, I find that still you have yet to still live. And there's just so many different things about yourself that you're still learning and so many different things that are being purged from you um, and your perspective is, is going to, you know, drastically changes. And so, you know, I kind of went through different phases and had a lot of different experiences um, and some good, some bad, you know, uh, but both Brandon can relate to this, both through our, our own process and our own season, God did a lot of pruning and purging in our lives. And, um, and yeah, some, some things were very painful and some things were not so painful, but through that we grew, we've grown our perspective of life, uh, has grown tremendously. Just who we are, our character alone, um, and who we are as people and how we've developed has, uh, completely changed. And we all, we give credit to God for that. And so today we're here because we actually want to talk about that a little bit and we want to have a, uh, you know, base this conversation, um, around, uh, you know, a couple of godly principles uh, that we felt that based off of our experiences in life and some of the things that we've personally talked about on a one-on-one basis that it will be fruitful and helpful for you guys if we were able to talk about some really um, issues that were current and relevant to you and to the culture but give a Christ spin on some of these issues and how we can walk these things out. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I would say one thing about Christianity that people don't really um, recognize sometimes is the fact that as Christians, we're not we're not shutting anybody else's opinions down about maybe situations that are going on in the world. It's uh, more so just us giving our perspective and being able to understand that. Yes. Um, I was at an event about a month ago, um, and I think it was it was um, one of the groups at our ch- my church is called Iconic, um, and they gave a pretty good description of it. It was like you know when people you start talking to people about your faith and things like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, yo, like well. Why do I need Christ? Why do I need... It's just like they're quick to shoot down what you're putting out there. But it's like, what about listening to what I'm trying to explain to you? Mm-hmm. Why, my, why my belief is the way it is, you yeah. know? Because that's what we do. At least I would like to think that's what we do as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, is that we like to... We, we're, we give you an opportunity to, to, un- to understand and see where you're thinking and where your head's at. But at the same time, we're also not going to steer our beliefs. And I think that's what... Yeah. 
faith should be. That's what your faith and your religion and whatever you follow should be realistically mm-hmm. is, you know, being able to have an open discussion about why you believe, not necessarily to yeah. shoot down anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and might I add that that is why, exactly why our conversations in high school with our peers and teachers were so fruitful because we didn't come with an agenda to say, well, whatever your beliefs are or whatever background you're coming from, whatever theology that you want to represent, we're going to attack that. We're going to throw that down. You're just dead wrong. And so you can't believe in that. Mm-hmm. We never attacked our friends and uh, whatever their belief set was. We always opened up room to have healthy conversation. And this one word uh, that really describes this well that me and Brandon were talking about actually last week mm-hmm. is a term that we use called apologetics that some mm-hmm. theologians uh, use as po- apologetics. And a lot of people, when you think about apologetics, which is the defense of the faith, a lot of times we think about, oh, let me study really well. Let me understand, you know, different cultures. Let me become culturally diverse and understand how the, mo- the Muslims are. Yeah. Then let me understand even my own faith and then the Jewish faith and then all these other faiths so that we want to have conversations with people. We can get into this argument and when we get into an argument or into a you know a a, a, a disagreement over facts i'm able to come with more facts that will shoot down their truth just to prove to myself that 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 i'm validated and that i'm smart or that my belief is better than yours and so we've both found that in that a lot of times instead of that bringing people together and really connecting people um, that it does a lot more harm than it does good. And so we found that through our experiences and conversations with people that it's actually more helpful is if instead of approaching a person with facts, if one, you're approaching a person with a listening ear. Right. So you want to glean from them. I don't care what background you come yeah. from or how much knowledge you have. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you can say. People don't care about what you say. People care about what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And people want to know that you care, not just how much information you have for them. Yeah. And so we found that if you come to the table and you're offering a listening ear, that can just really heighten the conversation in so many different ways. And then two, you just come to learn from the person um, and want to glean from them. Um, and, and even if you have a disagreement, still being able to figure out a way to understand why their perspective is the way that it is. I think that can speak volumes in itself. Do you have anything you want to yeah. say off of that? that no, no, I think that applies to everyday life. Like, it's yeah. not just talking about God. It's talking, it's just talking in general. Because I feel like that's the problem. We were actually talking about that on my, uh, this, there's another podcast that I'm on that y'all might have heard um, before. But uh, we had a conversation about that where it was, we can't understand really where somebody's coming from. Because we come into, I guess, uh I don't want to say an argument, but like a disagreement mm-hmm. with a perspective of, I'm just trying to prove that I'm right. That's yeah. the only agenda. It's exactly. not trying to hear what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, as long as my point gets proven, like there was a situation that happened earlier this week. Um, I think his name is Beto, o- Beto, 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 Beto O'Rourke. Uh, he's <coughs> a d- Democratic uh, candidate, I believe for uh, the state of Texas. And they, he said something about his wife, um, he said something about his wife basically being at home and raising the kids, but it was in like a joking manner. It was kind of like, um, the, I think the exact term was that he, uh, the exact sentence that he said was that um, she helps raise our kids, but I help sometimes, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously he's a politician. He's mm-hmm. going different places, especially now when he's trying to you know, run for the president um, next year. So he was trying to, he said that in a joking manner, obviously giving his wife credit for raising up the children that they have now. Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly a compliment to mm-hmm. her. A lot of people came out and said, "Well, that's insensitive because why does like you?" So you're trying to say that uh, that his wife or that your wife, the only place for her is at home raising kids. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, like again, like 
they came into the the situation just with their own agenda to say, well, you're doing this. Mm. It's like, but I'm sure if you ask him, I don't think he was going to raise any issue or make in any way, shape, or form disrespect his wife for raising beautiful children in the society that we have today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I just try to make logical sense out of things before I try to go in and approach it like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think the main thing is to get back to the point is that go into a discussion and have an open ear. Don't go into discussion just to have your own selfish motive of just trying to say that I'm right and nobody else is or whatever the case may be. It should be, I'm here to listen to what you're saying and offer maybe some sort of rebuttal possibly, you know, to maybe either steer you in a better direction You know, whatever the case may be, but it's always about trying to get different perspectives. That's why I think the whole point of even if you guys like traveling, that's the whole point of traveling is to go to different places, gain an experience, understand people's perspective. We're not going. If you go to another country, you just try to shoot everybody else's culture down and just say, oh, USA, USA. Ask me how you end up. You know what I'm saying? Ask me where you end up at. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, go to go to Spain and go to Germany or any of these other countries that already got a bad reputation about the United States, and try to say and try to just shoot down everything that they have in their mm-hmm. culture. And I'm telling you, it'll only add to whatever obviously negative perspective they kind of I would think they already have in the United States as it is. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, it's not it's not about it's not about trying to prove your points. It's about trying to understand points at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Um, but with that being said, uh, we're going to go um, to the uh, next part of it, um, which is our main topic for the day. Um, so there was a situation that came up at my school, uh, Rider University, uh, a couple weeks ago. It was on CNN. You know, if you guys might have caught it, I don't know how I made major news like that, but we seem to be on the news for negative reasons all the time or whatever. But um, the ha- we had a dean. Her um, She was the dean of the business school. She stepped down from the dean position because Ryder University, they declined to have a Chick-fil-A on campus. And the reason that they declined to have the Chick-fil-A on campus was because of the stance that they took, uh, I would say it's maybe about six, seven years ago now, where they basically came out and made like a public statement saying, or one of the members, board members, made a statement saying that they weren't aligned with the LGBT community because of what it says in the Bible and it goes against the Christian value that uh, we all know Chick-fil-A has being closed on Sunday. Tragedy. Still still the biggest tragedy. One of the biggest tragedies mm-hmm. in the world today. But, um, but so she stepped down and she cited that it was because of the fact that Ryder was denying um, a business or a corporation that supports her faith, which is Christianity. So with that being said, Joe, I want to ask you, um, in that particular situation, what would you have done if, like, you were, if you know your, your Christian faith that you have now, you're a dean at this school, you know, that they've always treated you well and everything like that, and, you know, you're definitely a, a, a religious person, you know what's going on, but they, they decline them citing that reason. What would you have done in that situation? It really just depends on um, the behavior in itself, like, like how was she like how was her attitude or how was the business attitude and how do they conduct uh you know business well in spite of um you know their disbelief and so in other words like if they're not discriminating uh towards people who are who have a certain sexual preference then to me i think that they should you know it's only fair for them to be able to bring a business to a community if they're able to still treat them as humans because at the end of the day i personally believe that you're not necessarily defined by 
your sexual preference or whatever lifestyle that you decide to live those things don't necessarily define you and so to me when it comes to business and entrepreneurship i don't think like you should discriminate based off of where a person is coming from or not and so i think that as a dean she was right in her in her statement that she actually um agrees with chick-fil-a and their policies and she has a certain stance on same-sex marriage um but as long as she's not treating people any different and as long as that business that's coming into that community is not treating anyone different um because of their belief or lack of belief or what what, what have you um and so yeah i don't i don't see necessarily the logic if i could be straight with you i don't see the logic in the board of the school saying oh well we shouldn't have chick-fil-a because they don't support the the, the gay and lesbian community and and oh you know the manager of chick-fil-a or whatnot he made the statement that he doesn't support homosexuality okay that's just a statement but it's his lifestyle um convicting in such a way that it's making people feel like they can know they can't come to chick-fil-a and be served if that's the case then i think we need to reevaluate uh the true motive for actually bringing such a business or organization to the school but if it's not going to make anyone feel any particular type of way yeah. and if the co-workers have nothing to do with the the person who made that actual statement then i think that it's just an argument that is uh you know, doesn't hold much weight. So even as a Christian, as a believer, you know, you still look at it in a logical standpoint, like from the standpoint of is that affecting other people's lives? Is it affecting that other either people's are lives? Either servicing Chick Fil A's or being right. be, or, or being, being served, served by right. Chick Fil A. Right. And I don't think and I don't think that's happened. I mean, like that's why I said to me, I just don't think that. I just don't think that she necessarily had to do this, but I just think that. If they're not again, like to your point, I don't have not, I have not heard any stories of any Chick Fil A's that have denied anybody who's homosexual. First of all, I mean, it's it's hard to really come off to somebody and say, "Well, you're gay, so I'm not going to serve you." Or homosexual, I'm not going to say gay. Or if you're homosexual, then I'm not going to serve you food. Or B, I'm not going to employ you. That's against the law. I can't employ. I'm not right. going to employ you because right. of the. Right. that's a lawsuit. That's a lawsuit. Right. So exactly. Chick Fil A is from from what I've heard and read has not had any situations like that. So exactly. it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't know why Ryder would be so. I'm more so. I'm like obviously she didn't have to do the way, do it the way she did when she stepped down like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, to each his own. Um, but I think that. I think the bigger question is why is Ryder so against Chick-fil-A if there's no evidence other than somebody making a statement, you know, yeah. that, okay, all right, we're not going to, and this was granted in 2012. Yeah. It's 2000, it's almost 2020. We almost in another decade. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, I just, I just don't, I just honestly to be, if you ask me, because I went to the school and I understand, you know, the it's school has, has yeah. had some financially, um, we'll say, uh, harrowing situations. Um, I think the school honestly couldn't afford it, yeah. so to use it as a front. Got you. Um, That's because a good perspective. because of the fact that I know, like they um years ago, um you guys, I mean listeners, you guys don't know this unless you went to Ryder, but um I think it was two thousand seven or two thousand eight. There was a kid that went there from California. He was a freshman, mm -hmm. and he basically got killed. Um, I think it was the story was that he was in the the frat house. And he got, you know, too intoxicated and oh, wow. died from an over from, you know, basically being uh, too drunk. Hmm. And or the, I, the other one that I heard at first when I went there was that 
um, he got really drunk and basically he jumped off the top floor or something like that. Ooh. It was, you know, wow, either way, either way, right? Either way, devastating. And the family sued sued the school for allowing you know these fraternities to be on campus, right? And you know, hazing as we already know ha- um, happens. But either way, um, they're still. I think that either they're still fighting that lawsuit or they were. I'm not going to go into details, but I know that that's something that came <coughs> up before when we were talking about why the school costs so much, maybe for tuition and things of that nature. But either in either regard, I'm digressing. But in either regard, so as a Christian, for me, responding to that situation is you know wherever God leads me to respond. You know, um, I understand we both under, we all understand that in the Bible it doesn't allow for same sex marriage. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that's been kind of abolished in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, from that perspective and we all know that but uh to joe's point i'm not gonna sit here and try to degrade somebody else's lifestyle exactly. because of the fact that i have my beliefs kind of what we talked about before exactly. when we first apologetics yeah. and, and and that's what i wanted to speak on a little bit like everyone has the right in america uh you know to to speak you know to to voice your own opinion to speak what you believe um and i think that if you're just making a statement and it's just convert and it's just for sake of conversation and you want to grow with each other, you want to learn from each other, and okay, well, why do you have this as your sexual preference? Or why do you choose to smoke weed? Why do you choose this? Why do you choose to live this certain yeah, way? Right. And you want to talk through that, right. that's okay. Mm-hmm. The problem is when people want to uh, condemn another person for how they believe and then discriminate based off of that, um, and you're not a Christian and you wanna you wanna be able to you wanna project your 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 disagreement or difference in theology on someone who doesn't believe in your theology. That's that's the issue. And so for you, you have something so, 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 so I want to ask you so based okay. on that statement, do you think because of the fact that she stepped down because of how much it looks like that she opposes same sex marriage, do you think that's gonna have an effect on her students? Honestly, Brandon, I don't know what her motives were for why she decided to step down. I cannot predict that. That's just me keeping it real with you. Um, it, it could be that she was trying to make a statement to the students, uh, you know, that she she's strong in her belief that she doesn't support that lifestyle or it can be 20 other reasons. You know, I, I really don't don't know what her, her reasons are. What do you think about it? I just think that um, I think I'm just kind of putting in. I like to play devil's advocate with a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Just kind of think on the other side of her perspective. That's why this is why I like getting other people's perspectives, because I like to play I, multiple scenarios. And I'm like, so as a student who maybe is homosexual and you have a uh, class with her because she only stepped down as dean. She didn't step down like, completely out the, org- out the university. She's still going to be like an adjunct or some sort of professor in some capacity. So as I'm walking in the class, if I know I'm homosexual and I know she said the statement, basically made indirectly a statement that she doesn't support same-sex marriage, therefore not supporting homosexuality, I mean... Granted, I don't know the population. I don't know the numbers, you know, on campus on how much people are like that. But it's still kind of like, where where's my head at now? Mm-hmm. And then my question you is know? this and that. Like, what are, why, why do you feel, if that's the case, yeah. why do you feel so strong that you have to, uh, you know, react in such a way that it's going to get a point across to people that you don't support a specific 
lifestyle when the purpose of us being Christian is not to make you feel uh, unchristian, feel condemned for right. your lifestyle preferences or choices. Mm-hmm. We just live our lives in a way that we still we we love you. We want to connect with you. We don't necessarily support what you do, so we're not going to do what you do. Right. But we're not going to have to live our lives in such a way where we want to make you feel condemned. And so my question is then, what's going on inside of her heart that makes her feel like she has to make step down and make such a statement? Because it's the, it, it's, it is the, the totality of our relationship with God based around the idea that we don't believe in one particular sin or the other, or do we come to God because we want to know it? <laughs> Yo, yeah, it's just deep. It, I mean, it, it's just a lot of places, obviously, you could go with this situation, just yeah. depending on, A, the what kind of sparked the reaction that she had, yeah. but then also, like, how's it going to be received around campus exactly. for people in that community? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's just going to be something that pushes them back and say, oh... So now this is the case. I'm definitely not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely not going to try to believe, you know, or try to follow that faith. Because now, if she stepped down, she's basically, now, I'm sure she's got money. You know, it's nothing, I'm, I'm sure she's financially well off. But if somebody's willing, I guess it's in my head, if somebody's willing to step down from their position, very comfortable position, I will mm-hmm. say, as Dean. For something like that. For something like that, because of the fact that they oppose somebody, like the person that I am or the thing that I represent. Mm-hmm. Like what's but it going, my thing to, what's it going to be like if I come to church? What's it going to be like if I go to church? You know what I'm saying? But my thing is this, and I and I, I can I can get with that. But yeah. my thing is this: it had to be something else other than that she just strongly uh, oppose or disagree with that because. Regardless, the reality is that whether you step down from that and then you're just a, a adjunct professor or whatnot, you're still at the school. So you're still going to be around Chick-fil-A. It's not going to make a difference. So it had to be something else other than, oh, well, I just can't support that. I can't get with that. So let me just resign and just step down to something. Yeah. Now I can see if she re- relocated and went to another job. But the fact that she's still she's at still the at campus. The, that's what, she got, you know, so, so I don't know if you listened to, um, I, think it, I think it was I think it was 97 point. I don't know what station it was, but the station with um, uh um, what's what's my man's name? I keep I always forget his name. He's on he's on the air all the time. Anyway, they'll come back to us later. No, 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 no. I got it. <laughs> Wait, I got it. No, it's coming to me. Um, um, Charlemagne, Charlemagne and God. Charlemagne okay. and God. He's on he's on air. This popular radio station in New York. Mm-hmm. Can't think of name. But I don't listen to radio, y'all. For if y'all are looking for me to say it, but um, he they give out this thing called Donkey of the Day <laughs> on a regular basis. And the day that this came out, they gave that to her, and it was because of the fact that you're trying to make a stance on something like this, but you're not leaving the school. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, so exactly like, my point. If the, yeah. if the administration above you is basically saying that they're uh, they're for what, what something that you're against. And you disagree, but you're stepping down to a lower position, but you're not absent from the school. You're still at the school. Right. Then your, so your argument tied. through action was futile. Right, because you're like, still tied. Is, you still got ties. Exactly. You're still there. And you're losing money now. So exactly. <laughs> and, and you're just going to make the students hate you even more. <laughs> I, I, see how, yeah, I, now I understand why he gave her donkey of the day. Now, now that's where we're starting to recap. Uh-huh. I'm like, ah, starting to, starting to dig something in there. All right, it makes sense now. But so, all right, last and then last part we're going to try to do with um, just kind of coinciding with this topic is so. With all that being said, I heard you mention a lot of times is what does, does that what does that define her as or like her relationship with Christ? Because we don't know what happened, you know, for her to make that decision. We don't know what discussion or prayer she would have had. For for you, what what is it like in this society nowadays to walk with Christ? You know, like just I mean, you don't have to go too much in depth, but just I just want to get just give the listeners an idea of you know the things that come up in that, like and maybe put into situations like this where you know you have friends, you have acquaintances, maybe even family that maybe go against your belief. You know, like how do you react to that? You know, like what 
things do you go through just, you know, because of the fact that you're walking with Christ and there are obviously a lot of things in this world, in this society now that kind of go against that? I think that's an excellent question, Brandon. I think I can answer that in a couple of ways. The first way is this. I think a walk with Christ is incarnational. What do I mean by incarnational? Mm -hmm. The Bible says in John 1, that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Another translation says that Jesus mm -hmm. wrapped on skin and moved into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. and so in other words, the Word is not just a, uh, a statement where you proclaim, your, right? Your Christianity is not something that you just go out and you just proclaim to everyone, but it's a lifestyle and it's embedded and connected to the community and it's a part of people's active and it's a part of people's lives. And so I think that the first part of a walk with Christ actually it, it it's you're able to reflect that by how you connect with people and so I think it's not just about going to your job and trying to argue go, going back to apologetics arguing your point down or through your lifestyle having a certain discriminatory act that's going to make someone feel like they're not Christian or make it clear that you have two separate beliefs but rather you're just a normal person me and Brandon we're just normal people we work regular jobs and we just love people we love to connect and so whether we want to have a conversation about sports whether we want to you know have a conversation about politics whether, whether we want to have a conversation about the weather We're, we just love people we want to connect and, and kick it with people and so i think that's the first step of having a, a genuine relationship with christ is that people will just see one that you're human you're not this supernatural person that is just so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good i think that's the first part and then i do think that there's a sense of two proclamation where you are proclaiming that something is different about you but the proclamation is not always through words it's actually in your life and so there's a there's a uh, i think it was Francis Chan who said, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, preach the gospel, but only use words when necessary. Mm. <laughs> and so, in other words, you don't have to go around and preach preach the truth and, and try to tell people that you're a Christian or, you know, try to convince people that your life is different. I think when people ask you, it's great to talk about that. But I think ultimately, I think when people see that, wow, like when life happens and like when certain uh, tragedies take place in this dude or this woman's life. You don't go with the storm and you don't react, you respond. Mm. But the way you respond is different from what we're used to in our culture. When something bad happens, a lot of times drop people, everything. we drop everything that we're doing. Yep. And so when they see that you have a certain resolve that says, well, I'm not defined and validated by my experiences or by my circumstances, then something such as that will be a clear sign through your life, being the open gospel, that something is different about you. And then I think if people then start to have, want to have a conversation with you and say, well, what is it about you that you just have mm -hmm. this resolve to not really be wavery when life is getting hard, then you can now have what? Conversation mm -hmm. about your belief in a way that's not condemning, but in a way that's inviting you. I'm now right. inviting you into this lifestyle right, this your, but i'm not coming to you and telling up. you that oh yeah. what you believe in or the lifestyle that you live in or the cigarette that you're smoking on right now that you're wrong for that i'm saying look man you're human you're i'm human just like you i want to connect with you but still at the same time i want to be balanced and flip it and say well it doesn't mean that in your faith that you have to condone what's wrong. In other words, that, oh, because, well, I love everyone, and that means I'm going to be okay with doing certain wrongs for myself. No, you still want to be conservative, and you want to be strong in your belief system. But with what you believe, you don't go around and convict non-Christians. And so I think that, I think ultimately, a walk with Christ is about the fruits, like how your lifestyle is, and not just the words that you speak. Now, on, on, lastly, on the flip side as well, I think that, um, when it comes to living within a Christian community and being a part of a, a, a local church body, whether you're in a church building or you're not, yeah. I think we have the right as brothers and sisters, we believe that according to our tradition, according to our faith and our Bible, that 
we are a family and we are a community. And in that family and in, in the community, we hold each other accountable. So if we see one another making a mistake, if I see Brandon, he's doing something that it goes against our, our belief, or if Brandon sees that me as Joseph, I'm doing something that goes against our belief. We both have the right as brothers in our faith to correct each other, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's something that we feel is going to give God a bad look right. to society. Right. We don't want society to think, oh, God endorses that. Mm-hmm. But that's between us because... We're family. Yeah. We're not going to go to other people we, though who don't hold the same beliefs. We've established, we've that. established yeah. that relationship to where we are. We feel comfortable with being able to say, "Look, man, I love you. I got mad love for you." But at the end of the day, what you're doing, you know, is a little out of pocket. Right. And so, but we have that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to also speak this this truth, and then I want to ask you, uh, you know, the same question that you yeah. asked me, Brandon. Yeah. I want to speak this into your life to anyone who's listening, and if you are homosexual or not, or if you're just someone that you might struggle with getting high, or you know, you're. you're struggling with fornicating or having sex outside of marriage i want to speak this truth into your life god loves you okay god loves you not because of what you do have done or will do for him he loves you because of just you of who you are as a person and he finds you to be valuable regardless of if you have anything to offer him or not and Mm. so on behalf of christians Mm. and on behalf of maybe some pastors or some leaders or some speakers in the past who have given you this perspective or belief that god doesn't care for you or that uh god is condemning you or he's judging you for the lifestyle you live i apologize and stand in the gap on behalf of those people and me and brandon stand in the gap together and say we are sorry on behalf of those people because god does love you he does care for you and he wants you to have a relationship with him he wants you to feel that you can come to him now if you come to him it doesn't mean that he wants you to stay in the place that you are he wants to help you change but the the the, the purpose of your relationship with God, the per- I'm sorry, the purpose of your relationship with God has nothing to do with you coming to him just so you can get rid of all your bad habits. Mm-hmm. The purpose of you coming to God is coming to him because you want to know him. And it's that simple. Yeah. It's coming with a place of authenticity. Authenticity. Just like, just like everybody. Just like, I mean, if you ask anybody else, like, you know, any one of us at least. They say the best way to come is be authentic. That's it. Like you can't if you exactly. try to come to me and try to show and I try to that. tell me that you I do about that. one thing and I don't see you doing that and exactly. it's just like I, it's just not adding up. Then that's when I'm gonna be like, all right, like, well, what is this person really about? And that's just and you gotta think about that the same way when it comes to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good point. Good point is that yeah. it, it's like Christ is Christ. He's he already. The thing is the difference between like whoever it is that you're introducing yourself to and Christ. Christ already knows who you are. So ain't no point. There's no point in hiding. Like he knows every last thing. Like he knows what your heart desires. He knows what what your flesh desires. All that. But he's still willing to to love you. So it's like, why don't you just be authentic? And I think that's why we as Christians got to do a better job of of doing that ourselves because that's not a reflection of God. God is going to love you. Is going to accept you. Be willing to. Regardless of the situation, exactly. So we got to be the same thing, and it's hard to ask of that, uh, ask that of us as people, because you know we don't just we don't obviously we don't like to invite energies into our lives Yo, that good. aren't going to add up to us being progressions. Because I'm trying to evolve, just like you trying to evolve, just mm-hmm. like everybody else here yeah. trying to take a step forward. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And might I add to that yeah. the authenticity of it, yeah. right? Relationship with God is and walk with Christ or Jesus, as we call it, is not just about. I'm getting things from you. It's not what I'm abstracting from you, but it's about how I'm connecting to you. And so what I mean by that is like, what if I, if you were a a child or if you are a parent and your child comes to you and says, 
Hey, mom, uh, can you give me twenty dollars? I'm gonna go to the mall. Yo, can you can you give me five dollars? I need five dollars for gas to get down the street. Mm. Um, and if every time they came to you to have a conversation with you, it was always about what I can take from you. Right. But it was not really about them really connecting with you. There was no friendship. There was no relationship. There was nothing there that was really solid, other than they're just taking. There's, there is no give and take. Right. It's just a straight. Just, I'm, I'm taking. I'm withdrawing from you. Give me that. It's the same <laughs> thing with God. I think sometimes um, we can paint this picture that it's got. Having a relationship with God is about blessings and getting a car, getting a new career, or God blessing you with a relationship or something that you can get from him. And it's not just you being real and saying, look, God, I'm here today. It's a beautiful, sunny day outside. And I just want to appreciate you for the moment. Mm -hmm. And I just want to talk to you and just have a real life conversation with you or God. Look, I am having this challenge, but yeah. instead of me asking for you to give me something during this challenge, I'm just asking that you be with me and that you talk to me and rock out with me through this challenge. And I think I think a walk with Christ, a real, true, genuine walk with Christ, it's evident. And you can see that and witness that through a person's conversation and how they relate to Christ. It's not the, sometimes I think when we look at it too, um, kind of like I'm going through the same scenario that you did before where you see somebody like where they're able to kind of weather the storm in a way better mm -hmm. than a lot of other people. And you ask them why. It's the why, not the what. Yes. A lot of times, because we we quick to say things, we're quick it. to do things, mm -hmm. but it's just like why? Like the, we, if you you'll find it in society nowadays, that's what it's all about. Everybody's asking, well, why do you do this? Mm -hmm. Why did you do this in the first place? What like what led you to 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 get your why? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And the why for us is always is for Christians is always going to be the Lord. Um, it's, it's, it should be, but again, we all, we have to be mindful, like you said, when we're leading other people and we're trying to be a reflection that. You know that what we do is always done prayerfully through what God wants of us, because you know th there's somebody somewhere that is looking to get in plugged into the church, getting to looking to have a relationship with Christ, but they haven't gotten the right thing yet. And um, all my Christian, my Christian folks, you know, out here, you know, they're listening. Be that reflection constantly, because you never know who's watching. You never know who's paying attention. You know. Um, it can be the little day-to-day -day stuff, you know, and that's one thing that I'm always kind of just more mindful of. I remember this takes me back. This is you don't you don't you don't know how much this takes me back to high school um, when I was so, yo listen every day I was like oh snap I cursed today dang like you know what I mean like I was so. Like if I did one little thing like wrong, I'm like, dad, you know what? And I wasn't, and it wasn't because, and I was, you know why? I you know why I think about it now. I'm just thinking about it just now. I was better because I wasn't thinking about my growth as a Christian. I'm just thinking more about who can I get plugged in? Mm. Who's gonna lose what I, what they saw of me mm. to say this brought me to want to have a relationship with Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that that's the that's the key for more than anything else mm. because I, I alluded to earlier, it's very hard as humans to try to keep up this 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 pattern if we know that we're again we're born sinners and it's very easy to just divert from the path mm -hmm. because it's what's available but at the same time and even whew, back in high school even when i was playing basketball me and joey talk about this when i was in high school i used to go play ball all the time, all the time. i used mm -hmm. to play ball like constantly summertime everybody going to the beach to the shore i'm out there working out running doing hours working out and i wasn't and it it wasn't me trying to get better in those times where it was the hardest, like when I had to work through and push myself through, mm -hmm. it wasn't because I was thinking about my progression as a player or my talents and none of that. I was just thinking about who I was playing for. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm That's saying? Good. So I would think about I would think about, you know, um one of our friends, you know, in the area, his name was Amir, Amir Carter Williams. He R. passed R. away. Mm-hmm. Um we love you, you know, man. man, he passed away early too soon. I think I believe he was sixteen. Fifteen, fifteen, he was, sixteen. Yeah. yeah, he was he was he was he was he was sixteen. He was sixteen. Mm-hmm. And you know, it kind of hit me because it was like he never got a chance to play on varsity. We used to always talk about trying to play mm-hmm. ball on varsity, be at the level, whatever, and he never got the chance to do that. So I would just use that as a fuel for me to keep going, even mm-hmm. when I, my my bones and my muscles were getting tired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so, to all my Christians out there, when you throw, it's hard. It seems hard to maintain that fight. You know, keep keep it going because you're not just doing this for your own progression. You're doing this so that somebody else can be better as well. Yes. Um, so I think that's the biggest key mm. when you're walking with Christ wow. is to think about the bigger picture. The bigger picture. Because it's not everything is not always what it seems. Yeah. And I, there's a there's a to, to speak into that just a little bit. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, drag out our time too much. Yeah. But Chuck Swindle, I, I believe he came up with this. Uh, Who's Chuck, Chuck? Chuck? Chuck Swindle. He's yeah. a he's actually uh, he's an expositor and he's a pastor. Okay. Uh, uh, Christian pastor, and he um he makes it. He he said this 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 statement. He said, 10 percent of what we go through is actually for us, mm-hmm. but ninety percent of what we go through in life has nothing to do with us. It's, mm-hmm. it's for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so my question for you today, um, as we close here in a couple of minutes, is uh, what areas of your life do you have to reevaluate in order for you to see the the bigger picture of who you're going to be able to impact with your story? Mm -hmm. When I say your story doesn't mean you have to go tell your story to everybody, but how can your experiences, I love this, how can your experiences shape your perspective in such a way that your life is changing in such a way? That the way that you treat people is um, is helping to change their lives, not just the things that you say to them, but the way that you live before them and the way that you treat them. It's encouraging them to want to change. And again, I'm not negating that there's parts of your life where certain things uh, will be for you because certain things are for you in your life. Um, but there's a bigger picture. And I like Brandon's story about how... Um, his resolve to keep pressing in spite of the challenges when he was playing ball uh, was only going to create opportunities and space for him later on to impact other people's lives. Yeah, I think that's a dope perspective. Yeah, no, I, I love it. You know, I miss. I, I think about basketball a lot because that was like my first thing where I kind of f- found something that I had purpose in, in a way. Um, and you know, I mean, to this day, I'm still trying to figure it out what it is exactly. Um, but I think this is a good start. You know, we talked about this. You know, for. We talked about this. We were talking about doing this podcast for about for, a month, yep. couple months now, and, and um, you know, it's 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 been good to kind of just again go through the process yeah. and try to get this here for you guys, you know, because again, it's not we don't do this for us. We're doing this to to try to give everybody else a different perspective on on Christianity, because you know, I know at times um, in our society, it's not always something that's you know the the most uh, popular in a way, exactly. uh, for or, or or popular at least for the right reasons. And can I be honest and say yeah. sometimes it's just not real. I'm gonna keep it right. real with you. Like right. I remember, like mm-hmm. just in my early twenties, just going through so much and feeling like every word that I would get from a fellow Christian, mm-hmm. whether it was a pastor, whether it was some type of leader, whether it was just a friend, sometimes it was just so spiritual. But I'm like, look, I mean, like, I understand that there's a spiritual component to this, and that's very important. But God is real, 
God is a person and he's connected to different parts of it. And so how is that going to tie into the theology you're, you're teaching? How is that going to tie into bills or my struggles or just some really practical day-to-day things? Yeah. And so yeah. me and Brandon, we both were people that always kind of had a realistic view and outlook on God and life. And that was something that we sought after. And so we want to be able to give that back to people who feel like they're in a place where, hey, look, I love God, but there's some parts of my life that a lot of people and maybe the church just doesn't speak into. And we want to be able to, you know, go ahead on on behalf of that and speak into those parts, whether it be money, relationships, sexuality, uh, homosexual, whatever it is. We want to be able to be real and have open conversation about it in a way that's not going to make you feel condemned, but, you know, help you grow and, you know, and really expand your perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely more to come. You know, this is just the beginning. You know, Mm -hmm. we definitely want to set the bar. Uh, for you guys that are listening for the first time, of course, um, to us, you know, they, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm sure there are going to be some of you guys that maybe have known us before or talked to us before, but we want to make sure that we set that um, for the sp- specific podcast um, that we're going to be doing that and, you know, trying to, again, give you guys a realistic point of view from every angle that we can, um, because I know... Between the two of us, you know, I know we're we're fairly young. You know, we're not the we're not the, the, the we'll say the the oldest or ripest yet. But <laughs> you know, but we but we but we got we got some experiences yeah. that I'm sure we can share with you guys. And you know, um, we're gonna be starting up um, social media very soon. You know, so you guys can get uh, plugged in, get engaged with us as yes. well. More to come on that. And uh, you know, but, but moving forward, you know, we want to make sure that you guys are, are feel open to come on and you know if you ever want to come on with us you know feel free to hit one of us up at any point in time but uh to close out um oh uh, yeah well, for close out what we're going to do is um for the few guys week we're going to give you a, a scripture for the week um okay one that i got you know that i you know was uh hitting for me um again kind of going back to the challenges and maybe distractions that sometimes surround you um it is uh, the verse is do, 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 uh, Psalms twenty three four, um, and it says, "Oh, I love it." Yea, I, wa- I walk through Come the on. valley of the shadow of death. Ah, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Yes. Thy rod and Thy oh staff they comfort me. Oh my gosh! You know, so that's that's big. You know, whatever challenges you guys go up against during the week, you know, mm. just keep that in mind. You know that. He's always going to be walking with you, regardless of it. You, it's up to you to believe that he's going to execute, regardless of the situation. But are you, as a Christian, as a believer, are you going to believe that? Mm, that's good. Yeah, let me play this out. Uh, we should talk about that the yeah. next podcast. Yeah. So you want to pray first, and I'll, I'll close this, or I'll, I'll close this, and then you, uh, you, you pray. All right, yeah, cool. I got okay, you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close it out for y'all. All right. Um, so, uh, uh, dearly Father, we thank you for uh, giving us this opportunity to be yes, on uh, podcast and uh, really talk about uh, some real issues that um, real people are going through. Um, whether it's people that are with you right now, Lord, or, or not necessarily with you, you know, we want to be uh, a blessing to either person or either type of group of people, Lord. Yes. Um, we do not, you know, stray from the people that are, you know, walking in the worst of uh, situations right now, nor uh, in the best of situations, Lord. We want to make sure that in all situations that people may come across, that your name is glorified yes. and that your name is put on uh, the highest mountain of the highest. Um, and Lord, we just ask that, uh, you know, anybody who's going through any issues right now, you know, we pray that, that you remind them and you can, uh, enter into their lives to just show them that, um, you are there, whether it be through a person, whether it be through any situation that's happening, you know, that you just kind of turn that around, um, that you just, you know, invoke that into their lives, Lord. And then, um, you know, that'll be the foundation, uh, of where you can go and where you can expand their lives 
um, not just for them, Lord, but as we said, Lord, for the purpose of other people around and yes. growing your kingdom yes. uh, in the uh, grand scheme of anything else. Yes. Um, Lord, um, you know, we don't do this for any any attention. We don't do this for mm-hmm. for uh, clout. We don't do this for uh, anything other than to make sure that your name is being put out there in the, yes. in the mightiest way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we go uh, our separate ways now, Lord, uh, we pray that you give us traveling mercies and uh, give us safety and uh, just uh, uh, keep the fence all around us all week long. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, we love you, God. Hey, we love you guys, and we look forward to seeing you again. And talking to you again. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next one. We'll we'll see y'all we'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace. Peace.